Hello and welcome to Something to Listen to While You Poop. I'm your host, Gabe Bosman. It is, let's see, it is Wednesday, January 18th, 2023. Uh, today we're going to get into folktale, urban legends, uh, mythical creatures, uh, whatever you want to call it. We're going to get into that for a little bit. We're also going to talk about a little bit about single parenting and kind of the, the challenges I've had recently and, you know, some of the difficulties there. Um, but hopefully you've had a great few days. I haven't made a, po- a podcast in a couple days. I actually did record some audio uh, twice now. And both times I just was not happy with the way it turned out. You know, the content that I had was less than exhilarating you could say that for sure Uh, and it wasn't really anything too great so uh so kind of way to thought a little bit more about what i wanted to to record and you know this is what we came up with mythical creatures urban legends folk tales and kind of the thing i thought about was uh as i had mentioned before my cousin zach wingate has a podcast called the zach wingate podcast uh, and in that podcast, I think in two episodes now, he talks about uh, some cow mutilations that took place on the farm where he lived as a youngster. Uh, and these these cows that were mutilated at that farm were actually uh, our grandfather's cows. And he had had quite a few that were mutilated in the 70s, uh, went for a few years without any, and then it kind of picked back up. Uh, but what was interesting was uh, there's a TV show called Sightings, I believe is what it was called. And they had actually came out to the farm there in Northwest Arkansas and interviewed my grandfather and you can hear him talking in the audio. So that was uh, pretty, pretty awesome to hear that, you know, and, you know, I sure, sure do miss the guy. He was a very, very stern man. But uh, he, you know, he did teach me a lot of things and you know, I have a lot of very fond memories of growing up, uh, hanging out with my grandfather fishing and stuff. So, uh, so hopefully you enjoy the episode today. Uh, I just want to say thank you for stopping by and, and spending some of your time with me. You know, as I've said before, time is definitely our most valuable asset resource on commodity. And I appreciate you spending a few minutes of your day with me. Uh, hopefully, you know, what I have to say is at least somewhat interesting for you. And again, again, you know, our goal is to kind of give you something to listen to uh, when you have a few minutes that, you know, you're not really doing anything. Maybe you want to hear some local news, uh, world events, something funny, or you know, something, something else. So we're going to get into something else today. Uh, and... As a kickoff or excuse me, wow! As a kickoff or discussion about mythical creatures, we're going to start with the granddaddy of them all. That's right, Bigfoot. So Bigfoot, also commonly referred to as a Sasquatch, is a purported ape-like creature said to inhabit the forests of North America. Many dubious articles have been offered in attempts to prove the existence of Bigfoot, including anecdotal claims of sightings as well as alleged video. An audio recording. I gotta get a drink of water. I don't know. My throat is really dry right now. 
Oh, thank you for letting me get that drink of water. Um, Anecdotal claim to sightings as well as alleged video and audio recordings, photographs, and cast a large footprint, some of which are known or admitted hoaxes. Now, tales of wild, hairy humanoids exist throughout the world, and such creatures appear, <coughs> excuse me, again, in the folklore of North America, including the mythologies of indigenous people. Uh, and Bigfoot is an icon within the fringe subculture of cryptozoology and an enduring element of popular culture. Uh, so Bigfoot, you know, that's the one you always hear about. Kind of the one I, I think about a lot of times if somebody said, you know, urban legend, tall tale, mystical creature, I would definitely think Bigfoot. And Bigfoot is so popular, there's actually a website uh, that goes into the research of Bigfoot, and that is the the BFRO.net, the Bigfoot Research Organization.net. And on there, they have different sightings um, that have occurred throughout the United States. Uh, they're broken up into different classes, Class A, Class B, C, and D, I think, are what they are. And there's Class A is what would be like an actual sighting. A Class C might be uh, like you're hearing howls or you see a footprint. Uh, and there's a way that you can report that. And they're actually coming out with a few Bigfoot expeditions. Uh, in 2023, they're in Tennessee. Uh, it's in April, New Jersey, also in April, Arizona in May, Iowa in May, Ohio in May, British Columbia in May, Connecticut in June, New Jersey Southern uh, June, Washington June, California. Colorado and etc. So, uh, well, I just go through the whole list: Washington, West Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania, and Colorado. So, you know, if you're interested in Bigfoots and you want to, you want to do some some field work to discover, you know, uh, if they're real or not. Maybe you'll be the one that actually proves they're real. Maybe you'll uh, you get one in the jugular with a tranquilizer dart. You know, I'm not sure. But if you're interested, bfro.net, uh, and that is, you know. The Bigfoot. So, like they said, they, this is uh, these type of creatures exist throughout, you know, every kind of culture in a way, and uh, you know, within every state, basically. Some are a little different. Uh, some, you know, but every state seems to have some sort of a a monster or some kind of half human, half animal that lives there. So. I live in the great state of Louisiana right now. I'm from Michigan. So the next thing we'll talk about is the Rougarou, which is a definitely a southern Louisiana. It's uh, it's a weird uh, monster that lives in the swamps. And it's said to prowl the swamps in Acadiana and greater New Orleans. And it is, where did this just go? Uh, it's like a, it's like a werewolf. It's a man who transforms into an animal. So it's kind of like a werewolf. And uh, the Rougarou would put you on, you're, you're under a spell when it happens. 
and that you're you're under the spell for 101 days. After that time, the curse is transferred from one person to another when the Rougarou draws another human's blood. Uh, during the daytime, you return to your human form. Um, and I'm trying to find it here. There was a really hilarious thing I had read yesterday when I was kind of doing some research for this, that the Rougarou, uh, a way to protect yourself from the Rougarou is to put 13 objects uh, outside like a door or a window. And the Rougarou is really bad at math and it can only count to 13. So once it counts to 13, it will be like not know what to do. It will be confused and it will keep recounting and be just, you know, just not know what to do. So it'll be there all night. And then once morning comes, uh, it'll still be trying to count these to 13 and it'll turn back to its human form and you're safe. So I thought that was pretty funny. The Rougarou is bad at math, and a way to protect yourself was to make it count. Um, but it's a New Orleans thing. Like I said, it's uh, half man, half wolf, kind of like a werewolf. And you know, we have another example of a, a kind of a half man, half animal creature here that attacks people. So... Our next one is the Michigan Dogman. I'm originally from Michigan, so I thought it fitting to include a, a myth, mythical creature from Michigan. And this one's a little bit different. I had read a different, couple different articles. And allegedly, a radio DJ in the 1980s had said something about a dogman. And he kind of says that he made this up. But then people started calling in saying they had seen the Dogman before. And one person said they had seen it, you know, in the 1930s. So, like 50 years before this DJ had said this over the airwaves. So, uh, one of the earliest accounts is from 1887 in Wexford County. And the creature is described as a 7-foot-tall, blue-eyed, canine-like animal with a torso of a man. And a fearsome howl that sounds like a human scream. Uh, and he appears every 10 years. And that cycle of, uh, falls on years ending in the number 7. So we wouldn't be due in Michigan for four more years to have a dogman sighting. Let's see. The... Um... Yeah, in 1937, Robert Fortney was attacked by five wild dogs and says that one of the five walked on two legs. Uh, and there's other similar sightings in the 1950s and 1967. So that is the Michigan Dog Man. Next we have, uh, if you're from the southwest United States, perhaps Puerto Rico, and you know the legend of the Chupacabra. Uh, And that chupacabra means uh, quite literally goat sucker. Uh, And the the animal is like a vampire said to attack and drink the blood of livestock, including goats. Uh, Physical descriptions of the creature vary. Some describe it as a reptilian alien-like. 
in Puerto Rico. Uh, <clears throat> generally a heavy creature the size of a small bear with a row of spines reaching from the neck to the base of the tail. Uh, and the southwestern United States is depicted more as dog-like. So some of the people in Puerto Rico, they actually did, some people did investigate this. And it became, the description people gave was <clears throat> exactly like a uh, the 1995 movie Species was kind of what it came up to. The alien creature still is nearly identical to uh, Tolentino's Cupacabra eyewitness account, and she had seen the movie before her report. So uh, maybe that one is a hoax. Um, let's see. The University of Michigan actually did conduct an investigation as well, and they concluded that Cupacabra reports in the United States were simply coyotes infected with the parasite Sarcoptes scabii, whose symptoms would explain most of the features of the cupacabra that would be left with little fur, thickened skin, and a rank odor. So, the last one I wanted to talk about, it's been interesting. Um, you mentioned I had some family in Arkansas, so I decided to look in Arkansas. And there's something really unique about Arkansas is <clears throat> one of their mystical, myth, mythical creatures, they actually made it a, illegal to harm uh, this one. So the White River Monster, uh, similar to like a Loch Ness Monster, um, the, uh, the White River Monster made national news in 1937 when a sighting of a large gray-skinned monster in the river was reported. The monster was said to be about the width of a car and the length of three cars. Uh, subsequent sightings over the years added <clears throat> a horn to Whitey's face and spines going down its back. Some reports even said Whitey left the river to walk on land, leaving three-toed tracks of 14 inches long behind it. Uh, in 1973, a bill was passed in the state legislature to prohibit harming Whitey in any way. Now, while the exact nature of the White River Monster is unknown, some scientists have speculated that it could be an alligator snapping turtle. And another one that was kind of interesting was the Goro Monster, uh, G-O-W-R-O-W, Gowro. I don't know how you would actually say that, but um, there is also the infamous Goro of the Ozarks, which is said to be a wingless dragon with webbed feet, two tusks, a spear tail, and the requisite monster spines on its back. The Goro is said to be 20 feet long, nocturnal, and a predator of livestock and small animals. <clears throat> it is called the Goro, supposedly because of the sound it makes. The first sighting of the Goro was reported in a newspaper in 1897, and there have been you know, kind of continued reports sporadically since that time. So there's a few mythical creatures, folk tales for you. Uh, we're kind of running up on the maximum of what I'd like to, to have per episode. So we'll talk about some single parenting tomorrow. I'll make another episode tomorrow. We'll talk just about single parenting. Uh, but again, I just want to say thank you so much for your time. I, I hope maybe you got something out of this. Maybe you can talk to your friends and get them to join you on a, uh, an expedition to look for Bigfoot. Uh, maybe you're, you know, you're going to put out 13 
13 items in front of your door tonight or your window to protect you from the Rougarou. Uh, maybe, you know, you're looking out for the the Goro if you live in the Ozarks there. You don't want to get caught by him. So, or, you know, the Michigan Dogman, you've only got a few years to prepare to protect yourself from him. So, uh, thank you again so much for your time. I definitely appreciate it. And I hope you just have a wonderful, amazing rest of your day. Thanks again.